following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Well, 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 look who's back. Welcome to another episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chill, and the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. I'm joined, as always, with my tag team partner. He is the analysis of the L.O. See, he's the man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. When it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. Mario, what the heck is going on, bro? It's been a fucking while. Has it been like a month, I think? I mean, it, it definitely feels like it if it hasn't been. A lot has happened. A lot of good stuff and a lot of terrible stuff. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot to talk about in this episode, which is why we had to get something in. It's been a while. Yep. It's 10.45 on a Monday night, but I don't care because, uh, listen, there's a lot to, to dive into. Like you said, good and bad, but we got to talk about it all. We definitely needed to catch up and just get an episode in. But, you know, we've been talking about this in previous episodes. Like, you know, we all live our busy lives, and the summer's kind of rough, too, to kind of do things. I didn't want to fly out to Chicago and not have something to put out there, you know, especially because, and I was saying this to you privately, like even the Lucha Outsiders social media, meaning the Instagram and the Facebook and stuff, it's just, it's been kind of not dead, but I haven't been posting as frequently because with my job, uh, we went through a transition at my shoot job. Where it's taking a lot of my time before the move, right? I kind of had like downtime to like post certain things or look up something that was worth posting. And the last month, that hasn't been the case, man. I just, yeah, my job has completely taken over where it's like I barely have time to really be on my phone. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, listen, you know, things happen. Life's crazy. Like you said, we have to work shoot jobs because unfortunately, Professional podcasting is uh <laughs> that ain't easy to uh, attain. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, shit happens. And you know, like you said, it's the summertime, but summer's winding down. So uh, hopefully, we'll be able to start pumping out episodes on a, a weekly basis, like we yeah. you know yeah. yeah we were doing at one point. But uh, yeah, listen, things happen. Nonetheless, Ryan, how are you doing, bro? What's going on with you? Not bad, not bad. You know, much of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to enjoy myself, of course. You know, working my shoot job as well, which isn't always sunshine and rainbows uh, either. Yeah, but uh, I know. you know, yeah. For overall, though, can't complain too much. So that's good, at least. How about you? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, the best I can be. Uh, you know, both 
there's some positive stuff happening in, in my life and there's also some stuff that you know i need to work on but nonetheless you know we're here and yeah even us doing this show that's a part of my life still too so that's why i wanted to do an episode and just kind of talk about everything that's been happened recently it is monday night and we're not watching raw this is not a watch along okay we're probably not even going to talk about much of the stuff and we're going to kind of start and it's not a, an easy conversation that we're going to have right now because terry funk passed away last week and in recent years he was uh I know he was battling dementia and, and stuff, so he was kind of, like, suffering, right? Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he died at, um, he passed away at 79 years old, okay? So he could have still lived a couple more years, but overall, you know, he did live a long life, you know? Fucking wrestling legend, deathmatch legend. Uh, I kind of grew familiar with Terry Funk during his ECW run, and then little by little, I started educating myself with, like, the stuff he did with the NWA, and then... You know, he showed up in WWF as Chainsaw Charlie, and then he went to WCW. So, you know, he he was wrestling, like, even going to, like, the mid-2000s, like, the, the the revamp of ECW. He showed up there, like, I think he had, like, a stint with TNA also. So, like, this guy made the rounds, even, like, going to his 50s and 60s, all right? Like, he was doing shit that he shouldn't have been doing. And I don't know, like, how many retirement matches he's had, but... um. You know, that's how I know Terry Funk. Yeah, it was a tremendous loss to the wrestling world, and it's definitely sad stuff, you know, because he was dealing with um, some dementia stuff and I think some other things as well. But 24 hours later, like, if the wrestling world was already, like, upset and just sad with the loss of Terry Funk, we got fucking shook to the fucking ground with this fucking news, which I couldn't even believe, was in one of the group chats I'm in with uh, Aridian, Teddy, Lowe, and Casey. And I just saw it, and I just froze. I, I just couldn't believe it. And that's that um, Bray Wyatt passed away at the age of 36. And that just fucked my head up completely for the rest of the day. At work, I just was messed up, man. This one affected me a lot. I'm not saying that other wrestlers in the in the past, you know, when, when they passed away, stuff didn't affect me, but this one definitely hit me pretty, pretty hard. You know, the other one, the other wrestlers that I could relate that hit me pretty hard was like Eddie Guerrero, Owen, Macho Man, Jay Briscoe earlier this year, you know, and this Bray Wyatt news definitely fucked me up, man. And I do want to talk, talk more about um, Bray Wyatt, but uh, just let me get your thoughts on just Terry Funk and then ultimately the, the tragic loss of uh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. What a uh, very shitty week for the wrestling world. I mean, like you said, Terry Funk, um, this guy, he did it all, you know. Um, I was familiar with him from his ECW days, too. But and then, you know, similar to you, I looked up his history and obviously, you know, know about, you know, mostly everything he did and accomplished um, in this industry. And then, you know, Cody Rhodes actually ended up giving a nice tribute to him on SmackDown too, which I thought was really awesome. Um, because obviously Terry Funk had some history with, uh, Dusty Rhodes. So it was nice of Cody to be the one to, to give that tribute. Um, but like you said, he, he's been sick for a while. You know, I think like you said, dementia, um, super sad, of course. Um, but the guy lived a life to the fullest and really, I mean, that's really all we can ask for. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of my (laughs) lasting memories of Terry Funk is going to be 
uh, when he was appearing on high spots during that commercial for that GCW oh, yeah, show. Right. That 24-hour yep, show that 24 GCW hour, did. Fight forever, yep. Yeah, and literally all he kept, like, that ad must have played so many times, mm-hmm. like, throughout the night. I just remember getting woken up, like, every time, like, because I, I had the show on, like, and I had fallen asleep to it numerous times. Yeah. And all of a sudden I hear, fight forever! And it, it, it was just like, it, that was like the only commercial that just kept playing. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was pretty funny. So now looking back on it, it's even funnier. So that's one of my last memories of Terry Funk. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was a couple of years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, rest in peace to him. And yes. uh, we thank him for the contributions that he, you know, made for this business that we love. Um, but then, you know, the Bray Wyatt stuff, I mean, dude, I mean, I, I can't, I still can't even believe it. You know, we're how many days removed uh, from it happening? And I'm still sitting here just completely shell-shocked and just, I mean, I'm feeling exactly the way I felt the, when I found out about it. Uh, just can't believe it. And, you know, I did read a couple of days prior, um, you know, that he was dealing with a life-threatening um, illness. Yes. But then, you know, after that, it was like, well, you know, everything is, is going good. Like, he's on the road to recovery and hoping to be back soon to make a make a return. Uh, man, and then when I just saw the news, I just was completely crushed. My, you know, heart sunk and Oh, dude, my, my, my heart breaks for his family, Ugh. especially um, because this, I mean, he has so many young kids and yep. of course, Jojo, mm-hmm. she used to be the ring announcer and she's pretty young herself. Bray Wyatt himself is, like you said, only 36 years old. Yeah. Um, just an awful, awful, tragic event. And um, man, like WWE has done a great job with the tributes, that yes. video that they, that they posted. Oh my God, man, that definitely got me. Um, the empty rocking chair, the lantern at the end of the show, like they did, uh, very, very well, obviously with those tributes, but man, this one still stings. Like you said, it's, it's, it's like Eddie Guerrero-esque. It's like Jay Briscoe. It's like Brody Lee. I mean, Mm -hmm. these are, these were active wrestlers and that's, what's crazy about it is like, you know, these aren't legends that retired that are in their seventies like Terry Funk. I mean, this was an active performer, and Still young, that just bro. always hits harder, and especially for us too, because, well, you know, me, I, you know, you were you, so you were talking about like Eddie Guerrero and stuff. I wasn't, I was so young at that point. I wasn't even really into wrestling at at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I literally, you know, and obviously you as well. But we literally watched Bray Wyatt's entire yes. career, like his entire career. You know, I didn't watch Eddie Guerrero's entire career. Uh, I. I watched most of Brody Lee's career as right. well, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't even watch the entirety of Jay Briscoe's. I mean, you know, a good amount of it, but not from the very, very beginning. Right, right, right. But Bray Wyatt, man, he only debuted in, what was it, like 2014, 2013 with the Wyatt family? Yeah. I mean, he was in NXT yeah. earlier, and yeah, man, we watched his entire career. It's just, it's so crazy. Oh, dude, I have so many thoughts here, but um, I just want to touch on what you said about Brody Lee. And listen, I think I've been on record multiple times that I'm not necessarily the biggest Braun Strowman fan. But there's this one photo, and I'm sure you saw it, and this was at SmackDown, where Braun and Eric Rowan are just kind of next to each other, kind of like leaning on each other. And they just have this look of like 
defeat and sadness. And it's like, fuck, they went through this with Brody. And now they're going through it with Bray. Because they're all close, man. And and this is not taking nothing away from Bray's family and, you know, his kids or anything like that. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine what they're going through, right? But that shot is just so sad, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that definitely got me as well. And, you know, I mean, hey, hats off to both of those guys for actually flying to SmackDown and, and um you know doing that i mean obviously they had to be there but right, right, right. I mean, you know this this was the smackdown was like literally 24 hours after um you know the news broke yeah. so to hop on a flight and and to go there and and have cameras in your face i mean kudos to those guys but yeah i can't imagine what they're what they're feeling like you said they just went through this pretty recently and now they're going through it again mm-hmm. i mean it's just nuts it's that so nuts, that bro. just two thirds or i guess two fourths mm-hmm. of the wyatt family or the original Wyatt family right. um is just gone and you know it's it's you know you know somebody was saying too like oh Wyatt family for the hall of fame and and listen I hate when they do that, like the year after somebody passes, like, like let some time pass. It, it will seem more genuine if it's like down the right. line instead of right away. But man, like, I'm just thinking like if they ever did go into the hall of fame, it's like Rowan is going to be the only one there to accept the speech and, uh, or to accept the induction and, and give the speech. And I'm just like, well, I mean, Braun Strowman too, but I'm, I'm thinking more like the original, the original family, which is the three. Yeah. Um, it's just, Oh my God, man. Like, can't even imagine um and like you said they're all close in real life too so put aside you know the fact that they were close on screen Mm -hmm. they were close in real life as well so yeah just so terrible i mean at least bray is with brody again right but uh man oh man it's rough it's rough rough. and the thing is too and and i wrote this on the post that i did about bray where with all the accolades and everything bray did in his career right like you just said it right now, like we saw him. We saw the Bray Wyatt character from the debut till the last version of Bray Wyatt, right? That, you know, was earlier this year. And with all the stuff he's he did, the character never peaked. Like there was still more yeah. there. Or and that think about that. That's even crazy to say because just every incarnation and everything he did, right? Like whether it was like the Firefly Funhouse stuff, the the original version of Bray Wyatt, the Eater of Worlds with the Wyatt family, um, the Fiend, this White Rabbit version of Bray Wyatt, or like every incarnation of Bray Wyatt. Like, yeah, they were elevated. Yes, they were over. Yeah, it was popular. But like, I just feel like overall, Bray Wyatt never really got to peak. And that's crazy to even say that. Because of everything he did, right? He accomplished a yeah. lot. Yeah, no, he, he he got the short end of the stick, I feel like, um, mostly every single time because of creative. Yes. And, you know, he, he had a great career. He really did. I mean, he mm-hmm. won the WWE Championship. He won the Universal title twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Tag team with Matt and yeah, Randy yep. Orton. Yep, yeah. He's had some great feuds, great matches, great memories, great, you know, uh, moments. Um, but I just feel like every single time it's like yeah. he just – he just never really got going. And right. I was like really excited about this recent run. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he came back, it was an amazing moment. And then the month after that, like it was just promo after promo after right. promo. And I didn't understand anything that was going on. I couldn't follow the storyline. I was just like, all right, like, can we get to, can we get some more? Like, I right. always felt like I wanted more, you mm-hmm. know? 
Uh, I mean, even when, you know, going back, because I was looking back at, like, some of the pictures I have, um, you know, I was at WrestleMania 33 yep. in Orlando when he walked in as the WWE champion, and he Which had he that match against Randy Orton, and he should have, dude, I remember I was so pissed that he dropped the belt to Randy, I was like, are you serious, like, and that's just another example of him getting the short end of the stick, man, that run should have been way longer, they just... and... They never capitalized on his popularity and just how over he was and the 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 connection he had with the audience. Like they never really and I I think I even wrote that on on the post saying like there were some mishandlings with Bray Wyatt, but you know, credit to Bray also because regardless what kind of garbage creator they gave him, right? He somehow still made it work, man. And that's credit to him on just how creative creative he he was like he was a creative genius he's gonna go down in history as one of the most creative minds in wrestling that really never got to peak or like we couldn't really see like full give him the book give him everything let's see what he could do like he never got that opportunity unfortunately right um and listen i know some people weren't a fan of the fiend or like some of the firefly funhouse stuff or whatever but like every incarnation of bray wyatt for better or worse i really did enjoy I think yeah. he, you know, when he was handed, you know, chicken shit, he still made chicken salad out of it, you know, even if the creative was just god awful, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean for sure, he. I mean that's a testament to him. He he tried to knock everything out of the park, everything that was given to him, everything that he, you know, um, obviously had an input in. He always tried to make things different by thinking outside the box and doing things that nobody else was doing, always evolving his character. And hey, man, kudos to that. You know, I I enjoyed um, almost every single one of his, his characters as well. I did get um, very tired of The Fiend towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the beginning, man, when it was hot, like I was into it, um, towards the end, it got a little, little too goofy for me with the magic and, you know, him burning himself and all that, all that stuff. But listen, I, regardless of if I liked his character or not, Bray Wyatt, I was always a fan of. Right. And I think everybody can say that. I mean, I don't think there's, there's anybody that could say a bad thing about Bray Wyatt. I mean, he was so universally beloved by everybody, um, especially when he came back last year. And I, I watched this back too. And honestly, it's even sadder now. Um, his promo on <sighs> SmackDown. Yeah. And when he's talking about how, yeah. you know, mentally, every, you know, he was in a bad place and everybody saved his life. And he was just so happy to be back, man. Yeah. And just just breaks my heart to to see this as as the end result and oh man it's it's just uh it's truly something that i don't know if i'll ever get over yeah man it's a rough one uh my dad was like a huge fan of bray wyatt too he used to crack up and he he really enjoyed his work and stuff um yeah man this isn't an easy one for me um it's rough it's really really rough and um just like you, I loved every version of Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, like I said, there were some mishandlings and some not so great booking. But you know, the the Fiend character I really enjoyed too. I I just loved the look of the Fiend. Like I thought it was such a cool look, and the mask was just so dope. And man, just going, just thinking like, what else did he have in mind? What else did he want to do? Where where else was? This uh, this story was gonna go with like Uncle Howdy, you know, who who ends up, you know, most likely, I think, you know, I think everybody knows at this point that it was Bo Dallas, right? Like, where was this gonna go, you know? And you know, that's not here or there, right? Because the man, you know, passed away, and 
I think what's the most important thing here is, you know, Kyle's are his kids and, you know, Jojo and stuff and his family, also his brother and his and his father, you know. So, you know, I think about his family, but and credit to WWE, apparently, um, I'm not sure if you read the news, but they're going to try to set up something where, like, everything that's, like, Bray Wyatt related that gets, like, sold or whatever, all that's going to go to the family. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome from from WWE. But, yeah, man, this is just not easy, man. It really isn't. Um, yeah, and I don't even know what to I don't even know what to say, man. I don't even know what to say anymore because I'm, it's just a very sad situation. You know, it's very it's tragic, bro. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, it's it, it really is. Like I said, and the fact that it really just came out of nowhere, and I know, you know, the reports he was he was sick for a while, which is why he, you know, pulled out of WrestleMania a couple of months ago, and uh, you know, so he's been battling this illness for a while, and uh, you know, but you just didn't hear anything for a while, so obviously, you know, nobody was really like concerned because I don't know, like we didn't know anything, you know. And then when this, like I, like I said, five days before, I like read about the life-threatening illness, but said he was recovering, man. And and then, then this happened. I just, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, like I said, it, it'll remain just one of the most shocking things ever. And I mean, yeah, what more is there to really say? I just, I mean, I was really lost for words, yeah, you know, me too. for the entire night. Um, and still you know, find myself struggling for, for the right words because it's really just unfathomable. And like I said, I hope and pray that, um, you know, Jojo and, and Bo Dallas, who is his brother yep. and, and the whole family yeah. is just doing okay. And I hope they get through this because man, I just couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's rough. I'm, I'm sending all my positive thoughts and vibes to his family and just hoping for the best, uh, not easy what what that family's going through right now um and yeah there, there's really no easy way to transition from here but um no, i no, do want to uh touch on all in uh that happened last well yesterday afternoon i was actually getting tattooed while the pay-per-view was happening um so i ended up watching the pay-per-view late but um before i tell you my story on how i ended up watching all in because that's the story in itself uh, just kind of give me your quick thoughts of uh, what did you think of the paper overall before we start breaking the, like the whole show down? Oh man, dude, I thought this was a just an unbelievable show uh, for AEW, yep. and, and you know, going into it, a lot of people were down on the card, and myself included. I was like, you know, they could have done a lot better. It's not the greatest card ever. I'm sure it's going to end up being a great show because that's what always happens with AEW pay per views, regardless of what you think of the card or not. They always end up being good shows. Um, but man, boy, did this show deliver in a oh, huge yeah. way. I mean, not only was it super successful in terms of, you know, it being the largest, um, attendance in pro wrestling history, over 81,000, um, super successful, you know, revenue and, and money wise and all that stuff. Oh yeah. But the show was just tremendous from top to bottom. And I actually, you know, I like watching wrestling at obscure times, man. Like one yeah, o'clock in the afternoon, like unfortunately, was I was busy fun. doing shit. But like, yes, uh, you know, especially with like these WWE pay per views when they're like in other parts of the world, right? Like that mm -hmm. afternoon time slot just comes in so clutch because you could, you know, could, especially like in the summertime, you could barbecue, you could have some drinks, yep. you could be chilling and stuff. So these afternoon pay per views, I fucking enjoy. I really do. 
Me too. And it was another really long show, but it's just different when it was in the afternoon because it's not like it's like midnight and I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. Um, I literally just sat there and watched the whole entire show all afternoon and loved every second of it. So, yeah, I, I thought it, it couldn't have been it couldn't have gone any better, really. I mean, it was super successful. And now they're going back next year, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, man, this company just has grown in such Good a short them, time. Man. And, and yeah, the haters will be out in full force. Oh, They've yeah. been out on the Internet all weekend long. Mm-hmm. But, hey, listen, you can't you can't argue with facts, man. This is the largest attendance in history of pro wrestling and a four-year-old uh, not even a four-year-old yet, like mm-hmm. a three-and-a-half-year-old T-shirt company, a pissant T-shirt company oh, yeah. did that. So it's pretty remarkable. All right. I do want to break down this card and just some things that happen both inside and outside the ring. But I need to share this story with you on how I ended watching All In last night. Now, I think the best way to describe this story is for the love of wrestling, Okay. I was getting tattooed yesterday, all right? I had a tattoo appointment, and I couldn't watch it live. So Saturday, all right, I bought the pay-per-view. My cable provider is Xfinity, okay? I have no complaints from them. They're great, all right? Never had any issues with Xfinity, all right? I went from Verizon Fios to Xfinity. They've been fucking awesome, all right? So I um purchased the pay-per-view, and... When you, whether it's like a, sh- a random show or, you know, like I DVR everything, right? You know, because half the time I'm not home. So it gives you the option after you purchase it. Do you want to record this event? Absolutely. So I'm, I hit record, everything's set up, I'm good. All right. I get my tattoo. I get home about like five something, give or take. And um, I'm like, all right, let me watch. Let me watch all in. All right. I stayed away from my phone. I have no idea what happened on the show. I go to the option where it says like, oh, um, recording. And I see AW collision, but I don't see no AW all in. So I'm like, huh, that's strange. So now I'm searching for shit and I'm just getting hit with the button. A congratulations. You played yourself button. I don't see no AW all in. Okay. <laughs> None of that. So fucking, I'm like, okay. So I now I call Xfinity because now I'm annoyed. Like, what the fuck? I just spent 50 bucks for this fucking pay-per-view, right? And it actually went through. Like, payment went through and everything? Yeah, payment went through. Because, you know, you, 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 put, you, know, you have like a passcode gimmick, you know, a four-digit code. You hit that. You know, it says, thank you for your purchase, blah, blah, blah. Everything's good. So now I'm calling Xfinity, and I tell them, hey, listen, I have an issue. I purchased this pay-per-view. It gave me the option to hit record, to record the pay-per-view. I hit record. Never had this issue before. The event didn't record. I want my money back because it's not like I'm going to watch it because I can't watch it. They're like, all right, no problem. Sorry for the inconvenience, blah, blah, blah. I got a full refund. Great. So now I'm like, all right. I need to still watch this pay-per-view. There's no way I'm not going to watch it. So I start looking at the BR Live app, all right? But in between all that, there was something going on in my house where it was, you know, I was kind of distracted with, with um, some stuff or things, right? So I couldn't watch All In right away. So fast forward. You're going to fucking think I'm nuts, right? Fast forward 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> Jesus. I finally have time to purchase this fucking show. And I purchased it through the BR Live app, all right? Bleacher (laughs) Report app, whatever. I purchased it, boom. 
I now go to my fire stick. Okay? For whatever reason, the BR Live app is not fucking working. Not <laughs> working. Stalling on me. I see a blank screen. I'm like restarting, like, you know, uninstalling it, installing <laughs> it again. Nothing. I'm like, come on, man. And there's no way I'm not watching this fucking pay per view. There's no way. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, while all this shit was happening, I was also watching the pre-show because I want to know what happened in the pre-show, too. Oh, yeah, because that's on YouTube. Yeah. Right. So I end up finishing watching the pre-show, whatever, you know, uh, MJF, Adam Cole win the tag titles, yada, yada, whatever, Hook and Jack Perry. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Jack Perry in a bit. Finally, I'm like, all right, the shit's not working my fire stick. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to have to fucking do this. So I fucking cast the pay-per-view from my fucking phone to the TV. And for four fucking hours, that's how I watched the fucking pay-per-view. I didn't go to bed last night till like almost three in the fucking morning. Oh, so you mean like you put it, you, you put it on your phone and then what is it, like the Bluetooth thing? Yeah, you, you smart view it to your TV. Yeah. So whatever you, you're, you're watching on your phone or whatever's on your phone, you can watch it now on your TV. So I yeah, did yeah. that to watch the fucking pay-per-view. So what time did you start it? Uh, I want to say it was after 10 o'clock at some point. And wow. I, yeah, I didn't finish watching until 3 in the morning. That's that's crazy, bro. And the fact that you had that long-ass day and you were able to stay up and watching that show. Well, I mean, for, well, first of all, it was a great show, all right? It was oh, very yeah, course, it was WrestleMania like, Jace, okay? Of course, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there was a lot of long matches. So, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I would, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All for the love of wrestling. Look at that. Wow. Look, look at look yeah, at the dedicated. sacrifice look that I got to do. The dedication for AEW and to it's watch dedicated. this fucking goddamn fucking pay per view that Xfinity ended up fucking me in. All right. They fucked me with it. And then I watch it in the BR Live app and they end up fucking me somehow because the Fire Stick gimmick isn't working. So I have to fucking cast it on my phone to my TV. Jesus crazy. Christ. That's crazy. Yeah. So. That's my fucking story. That's my long story on how I watched all in. But I do want to mention something about the pre-show. Did you watch the pre-show at all? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. So I want to get your thoughts on this, and it's not even match-related. What I'm going to say, I, I definitely wanted to give uh, credit to the the panel they had with Renee, Paul White, Anthony Agogo, and uh, my guy Kip Sabian. I thought they had a, a pretty good like rhythm going or whatever. Um, it wasn't boring or anything like that. I think Kip Sabian, man, I, I, that dude. I don't know why he hasn't gotten like, like pushed or something. But I really think he has like a really good look and the way he talks. Like instantly, the second he starts talking, like you're just easily like, I want to know what this guy has to say. Um, I don't know if it's just like creative. Doesn't really have you know. There's no really good creative for him. But, like, you know, just his look and the way he talks, like, I could feel like he, he could be something in AEW. But overall, I really enjoyed the panel. Um, and that's, like, I normally I normally don't even say this about, like, AEW panels or anything because I think this is the first time they actually did have a panel. Yeah. But um, I think they did a pretty good job, um, especially, like, breaking down some of the matches and uh, some of the stories, the backstories going into, like, the pay-per-view. So I think they did a good job. And then... Um, obviously MJF and Adam Cole, they ended up becoming the Ring of Honor tag team, tag team champions, and you know that crowd was super, super into um, 
both MJF and Adam Cole, especially MJF, man. That guy is super old, man. Um, the kangaroo kick popped me. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. What a huge pop that I got from the crowd. Yeah. Man, that was unbelievable. And it was definitely a very safe match they wrestled with Aussie Open. Very safe. Yep. Uh, Jack Perry and Hook. I mean, the match was what it was. I don't think it was a bad match. Um, but I think the bigger news, especially coming with Jack Perry, some of the shenanigans with CM Punk, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, the Hobbs and Miro stuff, that was whatever, you know, building to All Out, and then you got some, like, shenanigans with, like, you know, a team, TNAW, with, um, I think it was Paul White and Anthony Ogogo, too, now that I think about it. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, Grado made an appearance. Yeah, Grado made an appearance, uh, TNA alumni <laughs> and UK legend of Jace. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. uh, overall, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty fun pre-show, it was nothing too, too crazy, but, um, I thought the pre-show was, was cool. Um, and then, yeah, yeah it's a good way to get get everybody hyped for the yeah, show. It definitely mean, was, man. Definitely you know, throwing was. it on at 11 a.m. in the morning. I mean, I didn't know it was a two-hour pre-show either. They definitely did a WWE type of thing there, where it's like yep. a two-hour pre-show. Um, so yeah, I mean, I threw it on at 11, and yeah, it was just a fun thing to watch to get hyped. You know, all morning as I was doing stuff to prep for the show. So yeah, I agree. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, let's start with the the first match, and then after we talk about this match, we'll talk about some of the backstage shenanigans that happened. CM Punk defeated Samoa Joe to retain the real world championship. You know, I thought this match was fun. Um, it's so crazy that all all these years later, right, that CM Punk and Samoa Joe just still could put on a banger, you know? Um, and clearly, they're like friends, too. So, of course, that, that makes it better. But I, I thought the match was cool. Uh, CM Punk was uh, playing a bit of a heel at times. Uh, and the crowd was eating it all up. Um, but overall, I thought this match was fun. I enjoyed the match. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought the match was really good myself. Uh, you know, I wish we didn't get to see this match in that in the tournament a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I felt like it would have felt a little bit bigger going into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, especially after that match, too, on, on Collision, I was like, eh, you know, I wasn't really impressed with, with either guy. And I don't know if it was just, uh, you know, ring rust because the two haven't been in the ring together in God knows how long. Um, but I wasn't a huge fan of their collision match. But, man, this match was really, really good. I think it was a great opener. Um, the crowd was red hot. And listen, man, with all the stuff going on with CM Punk, people still react to him, whether it's booing um, or cheering. But, I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot more cheers than there are boos. Uh, people still love Punk, man. And, you know, obviously we'll get to the, all, the, all the, the, the shenanigans, but um, he puts on a good show. And I thought him and Joe really kicked off this pay-per-view in a tremendous way. Yeah, yeah. You know, as much as I don't agree with everything that Punk does at times, the guy is a fucking draw. And people are invested in him, whether it's for better or for worse, whether you're a fan or you're not a fan. You're still invested in Punk. And I know some haters are not going to, necessarily like agree with that but if you're fucking talking about him and you hate the guy and you're like fuck him whatever but you're still like investing on everything he does right even if it's coming from a place of like dislike he's still a fucking draw he's still grabbing your fucking attention uh and listen um you know even though i'm not really into some of the the his views and just how he carries himself at times um, I would be lying to you and to say like, hey, listen, I don't need to see him on my TV because especially this run that he's on now, I've been enjoying it, man. Since he made his return, I've been enjoying this run more than when he first debuted for AEW. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I've been enjoying it myself, really have no issues with it until the stuff that just happened. Yes, uh, yes. Yesterday, so now now I feel a little bit differently, but up until this point, if, if a lot of stuff yesterday didn't happen, all the shenanigans backstage, um, I would have agreed 100% yeah. and would have been like, yeah, listen, it's great to have Punk back, but fortunately, can't say that. Yeah, so let's let's uh, touch on that. So apparently there was like a little backstage situation with CM Punk and Jack Perry. Uh, you guys watched the pre-show during the Jack Perry and Hook match. Jack Perry meant he got on camera, and the good for him. The balls on this fucking kid. Good for him. I'm I'm glad that he's just staying his ground. But he says something down the lines like, "Oh, do you do you hear that? That's real glass, or whatever." He's like, "Go oh, cry me a river," and something down those lines. Okay, and uh, apparently. If I'm not mistaken, I think it happened before the Punk and Samoa Joe match, or happened afterwards. Um, well, uh, what the thing that he said? No, 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 between Jack Perry and Punk, where they got into like into it. Oh yeah, it was like literally. It happened. Apparently, it happened right before CM Punk okay. uh, walked out. So apparently, some shit happened where they got. There's mixed reports, right? So I don't even know who who to believe, right? Um, I I know there's one version of the story where Punk got to Jack Perry's face and kind of, like, mushed his face, and then they got into it, and then somehow Punk choked him out. Um, that's one story. Another story is that Punk didn't shove his face, but did start, like, barking at the at the kid, like, you know, like, yelling at him, saying something to Jack, and then they got into it, and there was, like, a shove, or, like, I think Jack might have shoved him first. Who fucking knows? But overall, it just seems to me that if you're not if you just don't agree with Punk on something, he's instantly you're you're just on a shit list. And I don't know, man. It's just um I just feel like as a if you want to be like this locker room leader, right? And you're trying to do better for the company, ah, you gotta kind of put yourself down the pedestal, man. Like I I just you notice that you what's the common thread in all these fucking issues? It's CM Punk. And listen, I, even with all this shit, even with all this nonsense that's happening with CM Punk, right, and all the, all these problems, right, there's still a part of me that still likes CM Punk, but I I just don't like this, man. I really don't. Because I will go on record and say, if if CM Punk leaves tomorrow, and apparently he was saying that too. He's like, I'm going to quit AEW. Apparently he was saying that. He was throwing like a bitch fit backstage, apparently. I don't know how true it is, but that's what the reports were saying. If, if CM Punk was to leave tomorrow, AEW is going to be perfectly fine. Okay, yeah, AEW's fine. AEW doesn't really need CM Punk, all right. And now there's rumors that both Jack and CM Punk are suspended. They're probably not going to be at all out. Which what are the what's the irony of that? CM Punk, the Chicago native, might not be at all out. <laughs> yeah, Dude, listen, I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't believe that for a second. Well, we'll see what happens, right? I the, the, is all. I also don't believe that either, but. Who's to say, right? You never know. It, it, with AEW, anything is possible. Okay, but yeah, dude. Um, this whole CM Punk thing, I, I just, I don't know what's the solution here, man. And when I hear stories like this, like the one that happened last night, or, I mean yesterday afternoon, when I hear stories like that, if it just further tells me that where the elite and the the CM Punk like trying to work things out and work together we're we're yeah we're far away from that like i don't see that happening anytime soon yeah so listen uh yeah i have a lot to say on this subject um so yeah i mean obviously 
the show starts, and I think uh, Brian, uh, no, Sean Rossap, excuse me, not Brian Alvarez. Sean Rossap was the first one. Um, he tweeted out that there was a physical altercation between Jack Perry and CM Punk right before CM Punk was walking out for his match. Yep. Like, oh boy, oh God, you know, physical confrontation, that's never good. And then some more details come out, and, and all, the first reporting was that um, Jungle Boy was the one that approached Punk. And then, you know, Miro comes out and, and he, I don't know if you saw, he tweeted, he was like, uh, that's untrue, you know, and fake news or whatever. And apparently now it's Punk who went up to him and said, oh, do we have a problem? And then it escalated. Listen, if you're Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, I understand, you know, like you said, yeah, good on him. He's got some balls. You just don't do this on the biggest show that AEW has ever put on the biggest wrestling show of all time. Mm -hmm. You just don't make this about yourself. He did not need to make that comment that he made in front of the camera. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it seemed like he was just looking for a fight. He, I mean, obviously you just know that punk is going to approach him backstage because of this. Right. But also too, if you're CM punk, I mean, listen, it doesn't make it. It's just like he also needs to realize how to handle these certain things. You know, he's the veteran, he's the pro, or he's supposed to be at least. And Jungle Boy is is very young, obviously. So it, what he did was very immature. But if you're CM Punk, man, like there's a way to go about this, right? You could have pulled him off to the side and and just talked to him, like instead of going CM at him, Punk could be him, his dad. He could be that? his dad. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah, he could be. I mean, like just be. A little bit better of a mentor yes. instead of being a hothead, you know? I mean, your first instinct shouldn't be to shove the guy and then choke him out. Like, it shouldn't just be to maybe pull him off to the side and have a talk with him. With that being said, listen, I, they're both to blame here, but yes. this, to me, is all on Jungle Boy. And, you know, listen, CM Punk, he causes all these issues, and he's always right in the middle of it, and he's always a constant. But all these other guys that are starting with him here and there, too— I mean, two wrongs don't make a right. No, and right. this stuff has just gotten way too out of hand. And listen, the solution is simple. CM Punk needs to just talk to Tony and be like, look, buy me out of this contract. I'm done. And he should be the one to make the decision on his own and leave. Because let me tell you, Tony Khan is not cutting ties with CM Punk. He loves him too much. He makes him too much money. He's going to continue to deal with these issues as long as he could have CM Punk wrestling for him and making all this money. Unless CM Punk makes this decision on, on his own and pulls the plug on his career or his AEW career, I don't see him leaving. But, man, <laughs> I mean, this, this just happens far too often. And, again, coming out of what was AEW's most successful show ever, the biggest show ever, they you know breaking records left and right, a monumental night. Once again, what are people talking about coming out of it? They're talking about CM Punk in a backstage fight, altercation, whatever the hell you want to call it. And I'm sick of it. I mean, really, th this stuff is just unbelievable at this point. And I know Tony Khan's come out and said, "Listen, I can't get everybody, I can't ha make everybody get along." That's correct. You you don't you. There's nothing that Tony Khan can do to get everybody to like each other, right? I get that. But when this is happening so often, I mean, like, something's got to give, right? Like, I mean, how, how does this keep happening? I Tony just... Khan has no fucking balls, and he can't even – he can't even put, like, authority. Like, he's not an authority figure, unfortunately. I yeah. forgot who was it that said this. 
maybe Sean Ross Sapp or someone else. I can't think of it. But they mentioned like what Tony Khan, what he needs is like a second that kind of demands like respect. And that's not going to like, like at the end of the day, Tony Khan, he's a pushover. All right. He really is. Because if CM Punk is fucking cutting promos on Hangman Page after a fucking collision taping for no fucking apparent reason, just to fucking, because he doesn't like Hangman Page, like, he shouldn't be doing that, right? But if Tony was to put, like, and I'm just using him as an example, okay? If he was to put someone like Paul White in a position where it's like, I'm going to, kind of like talent relations in a way where it's like, I'm going to set everything on track. Like, a guy like Paul Waite demands respect. Like, nobody's going to try to step to Paul Waite like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. where it's like, you can't do this, and if you do this, we're going to have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. he needs someone to really set and put, like, the law down. Because CM Punk thinks he can fucking do whatever the hell he wants on his show Collision. And that's not right either. And in this specific case, yes, I agree with you 1,000%. Jack Perry shouldn't be fucking saying that on fucking live television in a match. But at the same time, CM Punk should be more of an adult and not fucking shove. I mean, and I keep calling Jack Perry a kid because he's young, but like shove someone that could be your fucking son. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that yeah. doesn't make you more of a fucking man and you fucking shoving some kid that's like, you know, twice younger than you or something. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just, I was so sad to see this happen. Uh, again, especially at this show. You know, right. if it happens at Dynamite... Or if Collision, it happens listen, at All Out, it makes sense because it happened last year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a tradition at this point. You're right. At All Out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just so just... I'm, and I'm even still frustrated. Like, I'm still seeing stuff on, on Twitter today about it. And, and it's just like, why are people talking about that instead of the amazing main event we got yesterday, the best storyline going on in wrestling right now with MJF and Adam Cole, um, how great of a show it was. People are talking about this altercation that happened before the show, and it's just like, <sighs> once again, CM Punk in the headlines for all the wrong reasons, and it's not even with any member of the elite. It's somebody different this time. Oh. It's like, dude, you can't, I mean, really, uh, but I mean, again, like I said, Jungle Boy, very immature of him, yes. and listen, whatever happened with them a couple of weeks ago with that report coming out where he wanted to use real glass, and CM Punk was like, no, you're an idiot, Stop. don't you know, you can't use real glass or whatever, that sounded like it was over. Like, why Like why are you, we still doing this Yeah. all this time later? It, and especially, like I said, at Wembley, Jungle Boy decides at this moment this is what he's going to do. Yeah. Just hated every minute of it, and I'm, I... Who knows? Apparently, there's an investigation. Like, here we go again, right? Like, it's like, it's you just can't make it up. So we'll see what those two end up. Uh, you know, what happens with those two, and if they're going to be at all out, and what's going to happen with CM Punk uh, if he really was saying he wanted to quit. And I think I read today too, just before we went on, that uh, he he apparently was like, I hate this place, and he was telling people he hates this place or whatever because all the stuff that's been going on. So listen. Punk, call it quits, man. Like, that's it. Like, how could he even enjoy this at this point, you know? I mean, oh my God, he's fighting with a guy backstage, putting a student in a chokehold. Then he's going out there and having a great match with Samoa Joe. Like, I don't know. Like, how could you enjoy this, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, man. I really don't know. Because he did have a really good match with Samoa Joe, and it's like, what the fuck? And you're saying you hate this place. Like, 
Why do you hate it so much and then leave, man? You know what you should do? This is what you should do. Let's just fucking turn this into a story. Defend your real world championship against Jack Perry at All Out and d do the job to him. Let's do that. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, uh, yeah, man. It's it's unfortunate, man. It really is. And I've been so checked out of like, like the wrestling news cycle, like the last like week, where I haven't really been reading much. Like I just read like little bits and pieces here about the altercation, but I I didn't like I didn't take like the initiative to look up more stuff. So like. I just enjoy the paper for what it was. And I know there's some people that are still talking about like Brawl Out 2 or Jack and Punk, you know, fighting and getting choked out and this. But like, I just haven't been subscribed to none of that. I just thought I just really enjoyed the pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I'm, for all the people that wanted the sequel to Brawl Out, we got Brawl In. Brawl In, so, yeah. We have Brawl In. Look at that. You go, a yearly tradition for, for AEW. Oh, we'll, we'll see what's in store for, 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 for this Sunday. Well, listen, I'll be there. So I, I'll give you um, exclusive details if, you know, if I see anything. All right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about Bullet Club Gold versus the Elite. The Golden Elite. Kenny Omega, Kota Bushi, and Heyman Page. This match was fine. It, it was a fun match. But um, kind of going back to a conversation we had a couple episodes back. So first of all, Kota Ibushi looks like he slimmed down a tad bit compared to uh, Blood and Guts. With that being said, my man still ain't, ain't looking right in the ring, bro. I don't know what's going on with him, man. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's ring rust. I don't know if he's just not getting reps in. But yeah, Kota Ibushi has missed a step or two, man. He's not the he's not New Japan Kota Ibushi. He's not even Kota Bushi when he when he had both titles and unified it to the the current title that we got now. Um, yeah, yeah, he he's 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 not um he's not doing Kota Bushi things. I'll just leave it like that. Um, the match was fine though, and I, I think uh, uh, Takeshita picking up the win was was cool. Um, I think they're gonna have a one on one match now with Kenny Omega at All Out. That should be fun also, but um. The match was fine. I enjoyed the match for what it was. Uh, you know, I always love seeing Bullet Club Gold overall, just as a unit. Juice Robinson is such a fucking character. I fucking love that guy. But, uh, yeah, the match was fine. And, yeah, Kotobushi, I don't know what's going on with him, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree 100%. It feels like he's wrestling in slow motion. I, I don't know why. Like, he just he doesn't feel the same. He doesn't, he doesn't look the same. Um, yeah, it, it's just not hitting for me. I don't know what it is either. Can't pinpoint it. Um, I did think the ma think the match was really good. Um, it went on probably a little longer than it should have, but I get it. You know, you're, you're showcasing six of the the best performers that you have in the company right now. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, they killed it. I thought it was great. Very surprised that uh, Takeshita was the one to pin Kenny Omega, but I guess it makes sense knowing that they're going to yeah, wrestle next week. I think week. they're trying to wrap up that story and then and maybe after that we're going to start getting like the Elite versus the Bullet Club Gold, because that's yeah. that that's the feud I want to see between these two uh, yeah. stables. I, def yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see like uh like Jay White versus Kenny Omega, Jay White versus Hangman, also Juice versus Kenny Omega and Juice versus Hangman. Maybe the Bucks versus uh, Juice and Jay White, and probably get like a four on four. Like I want to see like all these different like different like combinations of BCG versus the Elite. I think that would be fun. Especially because there's actually history there, you know, with all these guys, yep. except the guns. But you, you get what I'm saying. Um, 
but yeah, I think you know we're gonna wrap up the 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 Kenny Omega and Takeshita stuff, add all out, and then from there we're probably gonna get the Bullet Club Gold versus the Elite story. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah, no, I I would absolutely love to see it. Bullet Club Gold is one of the best things going on in oh, AEW yeah. right now. It's, love it. it's tremendous, and I'm really happy for Juice Robinson as well because that guy he freaking deserves it. Yeah, he really does. All right, this was probably. Probably one of my favorite matches of the night, and that was FTR versus the Young Bucks. Uh, listen, these two teams have great chemistry with each other, but I was kind of surprised that the Bucks didn't go over, especially with um, some of the stuff that's happening with uh, Cash Wheeler, which, um, I, I mean, there's really not much to say here about the whole Cash Wheeler stuff. You know, he just did something stupid. He, yeah, he did something dumb and road rage. I don't know. Maybe he was a bit intoxication. Showing off his gun. Don't know the. Don't want to go into too much details with that. But let's just put it this way: He's gonna make our congratulations. You played yourself list of 2023. All right. But um, I was kind of shocked. I was shocked that um they retained the tag titles. Uh, curious to see what they're gonna do at um all out and what's next for the Young Bucks. Yeah. No. I I honestly wasn't really too shocked. Um, I figured FTR was gonna retain. I don't know why. I just had that feeling uh, that the Bucks weren't really gonna book themselves to go over you know mm-hmm. um but i thought the match was great um you know it wouldn't say it was the best tag match i've ever seen um i don't even know if it's the best match that those two guys have no, uh, no, those no, four guys excuse not. me mm-hmm. have ever had but um it was solid it was really good for what it was and i'm glad they got that spotlight in front of eighty-one thousand people that's exactly where i pictured that match to be happening i remember all those years ago when we've seen all those tweets about you know from the you know revival and and the young bucks yeah, yeah. tweeting on twitter one day we'll wrestle the young bucks and the Wolver- and everybody will rejoice and stuff like that so um the fact that the match and one of their first matches happened in front of nobody during the pandemic too at daily's place um so i think they redeemed themselves in a big way and um it was great to see those four guys go at it they have great chemistry together um Dude, it kept popping the shit out of me. I don't know if you saw. I mean, I'm sure you did. You noticed that guy in the front row or the second row with the Fear the Revolver uh, sign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He just kept putting it up. Yeah, there was a couple of signs, too. There was another sign during, like, the Punk and Joe match where it says, like, best in the world at bitching at everything or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yep. There was a couple yeah, crazy yeah, the, signs. The UK fans, you know, they came out swinging. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we got Stadium Stampede, which... I think I even called a possibility of this match happening at Wembley, like when the Wembley show got first announced. I was like, "Yo, what are the chances that we get like a Stadium Stampede?" Um, it it was a little, it was like a Stadium Stampede remix. It felt more like an Anarchy in the Arena match because they didn't really do like the backstage stuff so much. I, I wish they would have done like some pre tapes like beforehand. So like, while there was like action outside, right, like during like the ring and stuff. Maybe they would have went backstage, and we it could have cut to like a pre-tape, like, like pre-tape, but it's showing live to the crowd of like some crazy shit. I wish they would have done something like that. Nonetheless, this match was really fun. It's great seeing Ortiz and Santana back. Uh, there's still some issues there between both guys, but at least they're both professionals. Where it's like you know we're still gonna work together even if we don't like each other or we have some type of issues that we don't get along. Uh, it just says a lot about them. I'm still more of an Ortiz guy than Santana, but that's not here or there. But I am happy for Santana being back, and he looks great. Um, and yeah, um, best friends, Penta and Eddie go over. I think Eddie's going to continue beefing with the BCC. Uh, we got Orange Cassidy defending the International Championship 
Wednesday night against Penta, and then the winner of that, which will probably be Orange, will face John Moxley at All Out. And I think John Moxley's going to fucking defeat Orange Cassidy for that title. That's my prediction. We'll see if that happens. But what's your thoughts on Stadium Stampede? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought, uh, obviously, very chaotic, you know. Um, they went all over the place. I was curious to see how they were going to do it at Wembley. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I think they have to stick to one name, uh, whether it's Anarchy in the Arena or Stadium Stampede. Um, I guess, you know, if it was in a stadium, so you right. could call it Stadium Stampede. But, um, yeah, I mean, I it's all the same thing in the end anyways. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was fun. Very chaotic, very bloody, very gory, very oh, yeah. hardcore. <laughs> Uh, John Moxley with the skewers in his head. That was a sight to see. Oh, yeah. A um, couple of crazy spots. Um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was a good match. I thought it was fun. All right, four away for the women's title. Soraya, Tony Storm, Sheeta, and Britt Baker. I'm not shocked that Soraya um, ended up winning this match. Um, I think it – listen, I know I know we've been critical on, on Soraya. Soraya, Soraya, I forget. I always forget that the pronunciation of her name, but uh, I think it's Soraya. I always, um, when it comes to Soraya, I know we've been critical about her work, but you know, it's in the UK, kind of just felt right. Um, I really don't have much to say. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I have like anything positive or negative to say here. You know, the match was fine, but listen, there was only one women's match in, in the show, okay, and it was a four way. And Cheetah won the title, what was it, like three weeks ago, I think? And now she drops it to Soraya. Uh, listen, this leads to something else. I know Mercedes Monet was in the crowd. Um, they did tease a little something in the press scrum. So if it leads to like a Mercedes Monet uh, Soraya match, cool. I think that's cool. But um, other than that, I really don't have much to say here, man. I really don't. Like, what's going on with the Outcast now? Especially now since there was like a little beef between Tony and Soraya during the match. So it's like. I don't know. I, th- I, I here's my takeaway. Here's my only takeaway, and it has nothing to do with the match. I really wish Jamie Hader was like cleared to be involved. That that's my takeaway. Cause man, I think Jamie Hader should have been part of this or part of something else in, in the show. And unfortunately, she's going through. She's dealing with something. I don't know what kind of injury she's dealing with, but um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have to say about this whole match and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the women's division's a mess. We've talked about this numerous times before. It's just an epic disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, yeah, the match was what it was. A couple of, um, not even a couple, I'll say one cool spot was when um, Soraya had uh, had Tony Storm in that submission, and then all of a sudden Britt Baker comes and just yeah, stomps her head. That was a uh, dope I thought that was just brutal spot, bro. Amazing yeah. spot. Yeah, that was a really, really good spot. I was, I wouldn't have been shocked if the end, if that was the ending right there. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I don't really need to see Britt Baker winning the belt anyway. So glad that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I probably, you know, I could, I could agree with you there. I really wasn't shocked that Soria ended up winning. Um, nice moment for her in her hometown. Um, you know, she came out to, you know, we will rock you, um, which was awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it. it having your family there and everything. I thought it was a good moment. I mean, listen, for somebody who thought she would never wrestle again, um, coming back, you reward her for that. And, you know, that was basically like a move that was just like, you know, you book for the moment, you know, I mean, WWE does it at WrestleMania too. They book just moments. Yep. Um, you know, that's really what you're going to ultimately remember. Uh, you're not going to remember years from now that, Oh, Sheeta was on a three week title reign and then it got cut short. It is what it is. 
Um, you know, I hate to be that guy. I just really don't care about the AEW women's division right now. Um, it's really just a whole lot of nothing. It's booked terribly. Yep. Um, it was like the shortest match of the night. They uh, need to no get a fucking there. female to book them. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't they, understand why. Like, like Tony. I know, and listen, I don't want to get into it because I, I know there's like some stuff with like Rufisto and like the AEW town like saying like no, that's not it. So I don't want to get into all that. But to me, Tony Khan, it's like I'm not saying that he doesn't care about the women, but I just feel like he needs so another female to book the women's division for him because it ain't it with him. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, if, if I don't really know what the answer is. So I guess, you know, if they get somebody else to, who knows women's wrestling better, I mean, I'm not saying Tony doesn't know women's wrestling. Right. I, I don't know if he cares about it that much. I mean, that's just what it seems like, you know. It's just, uh, it's just a mess. And even, you know, Chris Statlander, what has she really been doing with the TBS title? Right. I mean, a whole lot of nothing. I haven't seen, I haven't even Ruby seen her. Soho. What was that? I haven't even seen her. When was the last time? I don't right. even remember the last time I saw Chris Statlander on my TV. Right, right. I, and I just saw on, on Twitter the other day, they just made this match official on backstage and a promo on Collision. Like, Ruby Soho challenges Chris Statlander, and that's it. There's no story there. It's too random. Why is Ruby Soho challenging for the belt? She's not going to win. I just feel like that's a stupid match for this Sunday. Um, yeah, just the the... The division as a whole is a giant mess right now. And I, I, don't, I will I don't say really know this, how to I kind of do hope Ruby wins, though. <laughs> Even though there's no story, but, like, fuck. Like, Ruby came, debuted, what was it, two years ago at the at the Battle Royal gimmick at All Out. All right? Big pop. Big fucking pop. Yeah. And I feel like they didn't capitalize on the momentum with Ruby, right? She fucking gets to, like, the finals of the first Owen, and they slowly the fans started turning on her. And then she was in limbo for like the next couple of months. They do this outcast gimmick. And it's like, when the fuck is she not going to have a moment? You might as well listen, the women's division is in shambles when it comes to creative direction. Fuck it, just throw the type. The TNT title fucking bounces off every other day. So let's do the same thing with the TBS title. Let's just throw it on Ruby. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely gotten so many opportunities ever since she arrived in AEW and just never really, you know, ended up winning the big one. They so. never, they never, they give her these opportunities, but she never wins the big one. Never. Yep. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Listen, I, I like I said, we could probably do a whole two-hour show on the, the state of the AEW women's <sighs> division and how awful it is, but I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. All right, let's talk about this next match. Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve and Christian. Sting coming out to fucking seek and destroy. That was like a callback for me watching fucking WCW and him coming out to seek and destroy. So fucking dope. And I love that they did this in fucking Wembley. It felt like such a big moment. And listen, man, when it comes to Sting, like at the age he's at right now doing all this crazy shit, right? It kind of reminds you of Terry Funk in a way. Because he's at this age where he shouldn't be doing none of this shit, but he's fucking doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, I I thought this match was fun. Um, I, I listen. I love Swerve Strickland a lot, and I do hope eventually he gets his moment. But you know, it's the UK crowd. I kind of get why Darby and Sting won. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Besides that, I thought the match was fun, and yeah, it was cool seeing Sting and Darby coming out to seek and destroy Metallica. Yeah, no, I mean Tony, Tony freaking opened up the checkbook for. for oh Tony. yeah. For, oh, yeah. for Soraya and uh, obviously for, you know, Search and Destroy for 
um, Sting. And then, you know, I can only imagine if um, Brian Danielson was on the show, he would have broke the bank for the final countdown too. So, uh, yeah, good for Tony. I guess that's that's the beauty of having a, a guy like him who has the money for it and has the passion for pro wrestling that he does, that he wants to to give these moments to these guys and, and girls. And um, he knows, you know, that it'll be worth the money. So uh, very, very cool to see. It definitely got me hyped up, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And the match was fun. So. All right. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. This is probably it's up there for me, like in. When it comes to, like, I told you, the Bucks and FTR, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this match, too. It might have been, like, my second or one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, listen, Jericho, I know Jericho has his critics, man, but I went on record saying, like, listen, Osprey's going to pull out a really, really good match out of him, and I think they accomplished that. And and the right guy went over, and that's Osprey. Um, and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this um, now. I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch at some point between Jericho and Osprey. I'm here for a sequel, so um, I know people are still waiting for Omega and Osprey three, right? And I feel like we'll probably end up getting that at Wrestle Kingdom, or who's to say? Because there's another pay per view for AEW New Japan called Wrestle Dream that's coming down the um, at some point. I think it's coming in October, so maybe we'll get it there. I don't fucking know, but I wouldn't hate another Osprey and Jericho match. Yeah, yeah, listen, I mean, I thought Jericho's entrance, uh, singing himself to the ring was pretty cool. I thought Will Ospreay looked like a freaking superstar oh, during yeah. his entrance. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this match myself, and, and we said it, too, on here. I think um, one of the last shows we did, we said, you know, this match probably surprised a lot of people, you know? Like, uh, obviously, Will Ospreay is going to pull a good match out of Jericho, mm-hmm. and, and Jericho hung in there with them, man. I got to give him credit. Jericho looked great, so. man. He looked great. Yeah, I think he he made people a lot of people eat their words, mm-hmm. and um, it was very enjoyable. It was very 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 good. So yeah, honestly, wouldn't mind seeing a rematch either. I'm not sure if a rematch is really needed because of the way you know it ended and everything. Yeah. Um, but if it does happen, yeah, I don't think people would complain uh, this time around. So yeah, yeah I, I I thought it was great. Yeah, especially with like, you know, Jericho kind of like pushing Sammy G and. Sammy G's just standing there like, yo, like I got your back and shit, and he's just standing there. So I don't know if they're going to – maybe Sammy turns on Jericho and joins like the Don Callis family. I don't fucking know. I'm just throwing an idea out there. Or Sammy needs like, to just be on his own. Or he just stays on his own. I don't fucking know. But, uh, yeah, it, it looks like they're teasing something between Jericho and Sammy G, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, you have the Acclaimed with Badass Billy Gunn versus the House of Black. This I was kind of surprised, man. I I did not see House of Black losing this match. And I know Billy Gunn making his return and cutting the promo, I think, was on Dynamite and stuff. But, like, I don't know, man. Not taking away nothing from the acclaim. I think they're all right. But I, I just, I kind of just didn't see the House of Black dropping the title. Especially with that dope entrance and, you know, the fireflies and stuff. You know, uh, they acknowledge that in commentary, too, you know how they're kind of paying tribute to Bray Wyatt. I was just like, did we really need the acclaim, you know, fucking winning the, the trio's titles? Like, I don't know, man. I kind of just see them as trans- transitional champions. Um, Not not hating on the acclaim. I just see it that way. But, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, good for them, but I, I really thought House of Black was in rethink. Yes, this is just another example of Tony booking for a moment. I mean, he wanted uh, Billy Gunn to to you know have this moment and uh that's that's basically what it seemed like to me uh the crowd popped for it and listen if 
I normally would have an issue with this, right? You know, huge House of Black guy. Like, I think they deserve better. But let's be honest. They haven't done anything with these trio titles. And it's not their fault. This is just how it goes. You know, I guess Tony and, and Creative doesn't have anything for them. They, he's really hasn't had anything for the House of Black throughout their entire run here in AEW. It's just been so flat. I feel like there's so many different things he could do with them. They're so badass. and Their presentation is unbelievable. But... I don't know. Tony just doesn't seem to to push them in the way that I feel like they deserve to be pushed. So wasn't shocked that he pulled the titles off of them. And I didn't have a problem with it because they just haven't done anything with these belts in so long at this point. Um, so, yeah, it was just another moment. Um, guess it was cool. I don't know. The match itself was actually a lot uh, a lot of fun. I really had no expectations for it. I was kind of just ready for the main event at this point. Right. Um, but it was what it was. The crowd was hot for it. And, uh, listen, just another moment that Tony booked for, and, and we'll see where it goes. You know, uh, again, these trios titles, I was afraid this would happen when they debuted and it's, they're kind of just like afterthoughts, man. Like they really are. Like when's the last time it was even defended before last night? You know, I think the um, last time the house of black defended the titles was against, uh, CM Punk and FTR. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I do remember that, but even before that. Um, it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like for months they were just doing nothing. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. It's just one of the, the, the many, uh, issues we have with AEW when it comes to like booking and just creative and stuff. But all right, let's talk about this main event. MJF, the new ring of honor tag team champions, both MJF and Adam Cole, but this time they're going to be facing each other for the AEW world title, the triple B. Um, listen, this match was fun. This match was fun. I don't think it was better than their first encounter from Dynamite. I do not think it was better than that match. When it comes to, like, match quality-wise, I yeah. thought their first match was better. I feel like this match, and the and you'll understand when I say this, I feel like this match had too much of bloodline booking in the sense where there's, like, some shenanigans with the ref bumps, this, that, that, am I going to hit you? Am I not going to hit you? It felt like a Roman Reigns match in a way. And um, then you had Roderick Strong running out there looking like a complete jackass. But the match was fun. The match was fun. The match was fine. Uh, both men busted their ass. And MJF ultimately ends up retaining. And um, yeah, Adam Cole didn't turn on MJF. MJF didn't turn on Adam Cole. And yeah, we have new Ring of Honor tag champs, and they both celebrate in the ring. And better than you, Bay Bay, is still a thing. I'm curious to see what happens at All Out, though. Like, what is MJF gonna do? What is Adam Cole gonna do? Like, I'm, I'm curious to see what what we're getting at All Out. Think about it like this. And I'm going to Chicago for All Out. I don't know nothing. We don't know anything about All Out. Nothing. I think somebody asked this to Tony in the press scrum. Hey. You have a pay-per-view coming next week. What, you know, is it troubling for you, blah, blah, blah? And Tony kind of did the runaround and was just praising about All In and saying, like, yeah, I'm excited for All Out, but this is about All In. So it's it's very confusing. Like, All Out, since AEW's existence, right, All Out was, like, their big show, right? But they just had a big show a week before that, and that was All In. This was their biggest show in history. And they're going to do it again next year. So yeah. what is All Out? Is All Out now going to be like their like 
NXT TakeOver WrestleMania-esque? Is that what All Out's going to be now? Like, it's, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. It's very interesting and weird, like, that they're doing the pay-per-view a week later, you know? And after just seeing the, how big and successful All In was, it's like, I don't, I don't think we could say that All Out, All Out's like their big show anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, so yeah, all right. So let's talk about the match that. first, and then we'll yeah, get yeah. into all the other stuff. <clears throat> I agree with you in terms of match quality. The the first one was better uh, bell to bell wrestling, but this mat this main event I thought was just incredible. And I I know the you know people are gonna say I was overbooked, and I understand you know the references to the Roman Reigns bloodline stuff with the ref bumps and everything. I just I popped huge at everything they did though. Mm-hmm. I, I mean from the uh, the when they were doing the Eddie Guerrero spot where they that was where cool. They that was the chair cool. back and yep. forth. Dude, MJF popped the shit out of me when all of a sudden he like goes to you know throw it back hard at Cole and Cole goes down and then all of a sudden you know MJF is like oh all right well I'm just gonna put it around my neck yep. and go down myself dude that popped me big um, just even even the post match stuff man was just awesome like that, I just thought that, the match that was... felt very bloodline stuff and listen I know they're telling a story but like I can't help to like I can't help but compare it to bloodline because. You know, in the last couple of years, WWE has done such a phenomenal job with the Bloodline story, right? When it comes to the AEW world, this is the story. MJF, Adam Cole, not anything else. The story in AEW is MJF and Adam Cole. It's the most overact story. And now MJF is getting more of a reaction than Adam Cole. Adam Cole still gets a great pop. But like, MJF is so beloved now, and he's embracing the crowd. Like, this is, like, their bloodline story. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Um, You know, with the bloodline stuff, too, like, you know, I, I, like, the SummerSlam stuff, like the shenanigans and stuff, I think we've seen, you know, with the bloodline specifically, it happened so many times that I'm just, like, tired of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this case, this is, like, this is the first time we're seeing it. And I genuinely don't know what they're going to do or where they're right. going to go. Like, right. who's going to turn on who and, and when it's going to happen and how long they're going to drag it out. I legit had, and even with the Roderick Strong and, and the Kingdom aspects coming into play, too, like, you just don't know which way that's going to go. I loved everything about this. I thought the, the main event was phenomenal. Um, even the, the draw with the double pin, I thought that was a really, you know, unique, uh, you know, spot right there. And then, you know, obviously the match restarts and then MJF wins with the small package and then Cole's pissed and then Roddy involved. And, oh man, I just thought the whole thing was incredible. And then the hug at yep. the end got a great pop. And um, I, I just, I loved everything about it. And it's one of the best things going on, if not the best thing currently going on in wrestling right now. Yep. I mean, I can't, can't even say the bloodline's the best thing going on right now because the, the, it's kind of like non-existent at the moment. And there's not much else happening in WWE that's like the best storyline going. So this to me right now is it. And um, I'm curious to see where they go, too. You mentioned All Out. I don't know, man. All Out seems like a complete afterthought this year. And, <laughs> I mean, it really does. And, I, you know, I know you're going, and even my brother's going. Um, so maybe you'll see him out Hold there. on, Nick's going? Nick's going, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, he wanted to go. Uh, you know, we got a buddy there who, um, you know, always offers for us to stay at his place. But, I don't know, even still, like, I just didn't want to – I didn't want to spend the money for, for – uh, 
for the weekend. I've been there numerous times, and I kind of figured this was going to happen with the card, too. Like, it's just kind of like, I just feel like I don't need to be there, you know? Um, I I just feel, and I could be wrong. I just don't know if anything's going to be, like, must-see. I mean, listen, who knows if Punk's going to be there? Not like he's must-see anyway, but, you know, (laughs) I'm just talking, like, you know, that's one big star that potentially won't be there. The Young Bucks, I don't know if this was just, they, they were just saying this or not, but um, they they said that they were going to, uh, actually, no, not the Young Bucks, MJF himself said that, you know, he's he wants to take a break. He's going to plan a trip to Paris. He said that in the post-scrum. You know, he could just be saying this, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, and, yeah, because it's hard to think that they're, he, Tony's going to give him and Cole off, you know, for next for this upcoming weekend but i don't know man i just don't see what they do at all out you know like i just feel like they're not needed like what's the follow-up a week later like i don't i don't know what you can do um even with the young bucks like what are you doing with the young bucks like i don't necessarily think they need to be in chicago and quite honestly they probably don't even want to be in chicago because the crowd hates them anyway it's very hostile so i'm gonna be supporting the bucks Listen, I ain't, gonna, I ain't going to put a spoiler out here, but just wait wait till the day of All Out and the shit that I'm going to oh, be boy. wearing. Oh, man. Right. But I can't wait to see it. But, but yeah. you know what's crazy? When, now that we're having this discussion and, and we're pretty much on the tail end of this episode, you know, uh, All In was great. Like, All In was a fantastic show. But, you know, us talking about, like, how All Out is, like, an afterthought. The second you said that, I'm like, damn, yo. Last year, I mean, All Out was fun last year. Like, All Out was a really, really good show. But, like, there was after coming out of All Out, everybody was just talking about the Brawl Out stuff. So, it's like, it like it dropped the show, unfortunately, a couple of notches down, right? Yeah. But I think if there was an All Out to go to was the 2021 one. And I think you went yep. to that one, right? That's oh, yeah. The, that was the best All Out. All Out peaked right there. Yes. That it was really the moment did, it peaked. That now, was the best. All out in AEW history. That one right yeah. there. Yep. Dude, All Out was my go-to, man. Like, I knew, like, you know, Chicago every single year. Like, I don't need to do Vegas double or nothing. And the other two, you pay-per-views, you know, flip-flop them. Who knows, wherever they are. It depends mm-hmm. if I go or not. Chicago, All Out was, like, a constant, man. This year just wasn't feeling it. Hence why I'm not going. I'm just not feeling it. And, you know, like you said, Tony said he's going to do it next year again the same exact way. I don't necessarily fault him for it specifically because, like he explained, he doesn't want to lose the revenue. He is making money. I mean, people are still buying tickets to go to the United Center uh, this weekend. You're going to be there. I know a shit ton of people that are going to be there, not even just my friends who live in Chicago, but I know people that are still going this Mm -hmm. weekend and traveling there. So why would he give up the money that he's going to be potentially making just because, oh, well, you know, the stories might not be there and, oh, the, the event will feel like an afterthought. To him, to Tony Khan, this show, is he's probably going to come out this week and say it's the best card they've ever booked. He's after not he just said that about All In. After he yeah. just said that about All In, this is one of the best cards we ever booked. He's going to come at the All Out press scrum. He's going to be, this is one of the best cards we ever booked. Oh, yeah. Every, every card he ever books is the best card he ever books. So, like, you know, like, he, he's not thinking that. So I don't blame him because, again, he's making the money. And, you know, StarCast is there this weekend. Like, Chicago is a destination, and people plan this every year. He loves tradition. I don't fault him. But, unfortunately, you know, and, hey, listen, it'll end up being a great show. We know this. Yes. Okay, this is what they do. I just feel like everything they've announced so far, 
Yeah, it's just kind of like they haven't announced anything. They, they, they don't even announce yeah. what, well, what we're speculating. Like five matches announced. All right, so we got Miro and Hobbs. That's gonna, that's gonna be a good match. We got Darby Allen, Luchasaurus. Eh. Uh, <laughs> right. Eh. Omega versus Takeshi. That's gonna be a good match. Yes, that'll be good. Um. And then Orange Cassidy versus uh, I think John Orange Cat yo I think Orange Orange Cassidy and John Moxley might be a sleeper. I think that's gonna be a really good match. Yeah, listen, Kenny Omega uh, and Takeshita, and Orange Cassidy and Mox. Those two are the only two matches so far that are worthy to be on a pay per view. Listen, Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs is gonna be good. There's just no story there. Right. And there's, there's it's just, just two like, big meaty men. Yeah, and it's gonna be great, but that could easily be a dynamite main event. It, it, there's no story there to, to you know, warrant to be on pay-per-view. I, I don't know. It, the, I'm Like I said, I'm curious to see what the rest of the card looks like. But right now, I mean, I'm still going to watch it. Right. You know, I'm still excited for it. I'm right. sure you are too. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like coming out of this weekend, man, I mean, how could how could we focus on All Out when we just – I can't barely even still get over All In. Luchasaurus and Darby Allen has collision written all over it. Yeah, that's awful. And uh, the, the, I, here's the thing. I'm going to Collision 2 the night before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that easy, easily could have been on that show. It could have been on Collision. Just give me the match on Collision. I don't need to see it all out. Give it to me on Collision. That could be the Collision main event. Or even if you had Christian versus Darby Allen, I think that's a little bit – that's better than Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. I, I just don't see the chemistry there. I just don't see how that's going to be – a great match, like I don't know. I just all out this year, man. It, it's let's see what they whip up. So, and like so I what said, you're trying to say is you're all out on all out. I'm all out. I, I mean, I'm watching the show, but yeah, my interest level in it as of this moment is not where it probably should be. Like I said, oh, what what's the main event? What is going to be the main event for the show? Um, like, let's brainstorm. Like, what could it even be? You don't think? I think try one to... of my friends. One of my friends said. Um, he was listening to Meltzer this morning, and, and Dave oh, said – he, he said the plan was Punk versus Ricky Starks again for the real world championship. Oh, my God. Come on. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I'm sure it's true. I don't know why he would lie about that. But uh, whether that's actually true or not, like if that was really going to happen, I don't know. But when, what could the main event possibly be? I mean, it should be MJF versus CM Punk, but there's no story. I mean, let me but they're not going to do that five days. Right. In, in That's what days. I mean. Like, there's a story there, but they're not going to announce it five days before the fucking show. Right. They're not going to do that. Like, but that should be the main event. The main event should be Punk and MJF and MJF beats Punk and he's holding both titles in the air to celebrate. And then that's when the turn happens, when Adam Cole turns on MJF. And that's how you end the fucking show. Yeah, dude, I'm all in. I'm all in there. But I, I mean, happen. that's that's not happening. No, I mean, they could have built it a little bit better. Uh, you know, they could have got CM Punk involved in this and been like, "Hey, listen, whoever wins this match in Wembley, I want you at All Out." Like, why didn't they do that? Like, like I mean, uh, MJF and and Adam Cole, they were on Collision a couple of times. Yeah. Like, why couldn't we have CM Punk in, insert himself into this? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Shit, what I wanted was the Bucks to beat FTR for the tag titles, and then Juice and Jay would have challenged them at All Out. Yeah, that would have been dope. Ugh. Well, listen, I'll be there. I'll be there at All Out. You know, shout-outs to my rush friends, Iridian and Teddy, also Lo and Casey, and I'm going to see all of them in Chicago, but yeah, man. Listen, All Out peaked in 2021. That was the All Out to go to. Yeah, yeah, it it, it definitely did. And, 
you know, especially with all in being a thing now, potentially every year, uh, a week before all out. Yeah. I mean, I don't see, and Hey, I'm sure we'll be surprised. Like I said, I'm, I'm expecting a good show, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, as far as like, you know, this was one of their staple pay-per-views for, you know, since the inception of AEW and right. now it's, it's going to drop lower on the card because all in is going to overshadow it every single year. Yeah. Yeah, and and I and I told you this privately, and I'll say it on here now. I think they're gonna sell out Wembley again next year. They're gonna yeah. probably draw close, if not the same, or maybe even more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I don't want to doubt them. Obviously, it's gonna be tough to to get more than eighty one thousand, but I think they'll get fairly close. Yeah, and they're obviously gonna do well. And announcing it a year in advance, smart, because now you give time uh, people a lot of time to book and everything, and 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 save up money for it and everything right. so uh yeah yeah man well i think that's it bro i think we covered everything we needed to cover you know we talked about um you know the unfortunate passings of bray wyatt and terry funk we talked about all in the good bad and the ugly and yeah now we're we're a week away well not even a week away a couple of days away from all out and also saturday's wwe payback yeah, yeah, and that has a pretty good card too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, WWE, WWE PLEs have not missed, um, so that'll be a great show too. So yeah, I, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of things going on this weekend, just like there was this past weekend. So yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about when you get back. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I plan on attending Starcast. We're gonna do some Chicago uh, nice. sightseeing stuff. I think we're doing like a boat ride, and what else are we doing? Um, I think we're attending GCW as well. And yeah, we got Collision and then um, All Out. So I will keep you updated. I probably will be doing more posting throughout those days because I'll actually have time oh, yeah. to post. Yeah. But yeah, it's been rough, man. It's been rough with uh, with posting. It's not because I don't want to. It's just I just don't have time. I don't have time. Yeah. No, no. It's completely understandable. Well, listen, have a great time. I know you're going to I know you're gonna have a great time. And uh you know, I know our rest friends over there uh, are probably ecstatic to have you back in town. So, oh yeah, um, I'm, I'm just, home, I'm, I'm jealous just of like the hangs. You know, right. like I got, I'm gonna have FOMO just because of like all the friends that are in town, and I always like to see everybody. And you know, we link up, you know, every year there. So uh, that is one thing I will miss. But you know, obviously we'll see each other soon. And, oh, uh, you absolutely, know, one thousand percent. I'll be back to Chicago at some point, but yeah, yeah have a great time, and I will, uh, can't wait to hear all about it when you get back. I will, and like I said, it's a little teaser. Just pay attention what I plan on wearing for all that. That's all, I'm okay. just gonna leave it there. Right. I'm gonna just I leave it wait. there. All right, Ryan, give me your plugs, in. All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter, uh, just like you, Mario. I've been pretty uh, MIA on Twitter. I did, you know, tweet about the Bray Wyatt stuff. I tweeted some Terry Funk stuff, and. Um, you know, I just gave my thoughts on what I thought of all all in yesterday, but mm-hmm. I haven't really been live tweeting and, and posting too much on there because I don't know, man. Social media is just kind of uh, trying to distance myself from it as much as I can here and there. So, uh, but give it a follow at Lucha Outsiders. All right, you can follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just like Ryan said. I've also have not been posting as frequently on the Instagram and the Facebook because yeah, life has been kicking my ass. My shoot job takes a good portion of my time. So I really don't have time to bullshit on my phone as much as I used to before, but I'm going to try to get better at it. I'm trying to find like some, a happy medium, if you will, and 
yeah, the days I'm in Chicago, I will be posting more frequently uh, some stuff that's going on and hopefully some news. Good news, not bad news. I, I just hate posting about bad news. It's just anything negative. So, uh, yeah, just uh, follow us on there. And, yeah, after that, uh, we do plan on trying to regroup again uh, the following week after All Out. So we'll see what happens there. And, yeah, that's about it. Um, if you miss anything, well, let me not even say that because if you're listening to this show, that means you know where to find us. So for the old man Leo, yes, we still don't know where the old man Leo is. For the old man Leo that's not here, for our double Ryan Radar, I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it Radar and stay too sweet. Oh, 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 oh,